Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's April 15th, and usually that date puts a panic into people. No kidding. Except for accountants. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good day for accountants. But yeah, we do not panic. You have like another month, right? That's right. That's okay. right. So let's, let's do the show instead of doing our taxes today. This is the Lori and Julia show with Lori and Julia. It's a good thing yes. that we showed up today. Our names right. are on the marquee. Yeah. Hi, guys. TGI. Uh. Thursday. It's Friday for it's you. It's Friday for me. Julia's off tomorrow. I am. So this is really uh, Friday. What What's the happy hour plan tonight? I know it, right? <laughs> I just bought first Ave tickets for like a show in August. Did uh, you? Uh, yes, I'm. If I'm feeling almost normal. What? That's what show? awesome. It's uh, the Waxahachie. Uh, oh, you? We've we've played yeah, that. We've, and played we've talked her, about yeah. Waxahachie. Yeah. Wow. It's it felt weird, but I did it. That's why, awesome. Marco, why would it feel weird? It's just because I haven't done it. I know. I just yeah. haven't done it in like a year. I went right? out last Saturday night and I went to Minnesota Music Cafe and heard... The good, the bad, the funky. They're so good. And Jellybean... Benitez. Um, played... Oh, Jellybean Johnson. Jellybean Johnson right, played... Time. Yes, played with the band, played guitar. They are so good, but I it was so fun being in there. You know, they've got high, high ceilings, and there's a good crowd in there, but people wear their masks, but except yeah. for if you're at your table. It was so fun. It felt so normal, you right. know, whatever normal is these days, but it well, was nice. going back out and doing yeah. fun things. It was super fun. You need to make reservations, though. I'm just going to tell yeah. people that. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's the new thing that we've really learned, and it's hard for me because I'm not a planner. Right. But the new world of going out to dinner on Friday and Saturday nights because the limited capacity of all these places, you really do need reservations. Yeah, and maybe like by May, there'll be capacity will get bigger. Yes, and there's going to be out more outdoor spaces. It's yeah. just so bloody cold right now. Because, there's not a lot of that. Uh, if you do want to plan some music stuff, um, Hook and Ladder has a lot of great shows, and uh, those are on sale. And also, it, there were the relief sessions, but I think maybe Reman Schneider called it Stock, or maybe Mi- Dan Israel think, called it Mixstock, I think like Mixstock. Woodstock. Like Mick Sterling is putting on a bunch of music over a period of time. At the Burnsville, in, in at the parking lot where they, he did the relief sessions last like year. Like the Burnsville like, Amphitheater or no, something? No, no, it isn't called that. If you go yeah, to the relief right. sessions, but uh, like Father's Day weekend, the suburbs are playing, the oh, Flamin' O's, Jane Alm. All outside. Mm-hmm. It's all outside. Yes, yeah. so all those tickets are for sale. Yeah, awesome. I, bought, I bought some hook and ladder tickets yesterday too for Matt for... Wilson. That's oh, the, that's also I think. In when August. is that? That's like the first Friday in August. He was yeah. on trip Shakespeare. I got. Tickets. I know who he is. I stocked him back yeah. in the day. He was. He's a handsome fellow. Oh yes, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I got tickets for um, Teen and the B sides. 
Oh, when is that one? August at Hook and Ladder. Did you buy me one? No. <laughs> I know. Jeez. Julia, because I don't ever know what's going on with your cabin. You I can't know. be counted on I for can't. a Saturday plan. I can't. This is so true in the summer. I can't be counted on for anything. Yeah, you can't. All right. Mm-hmm. I have to give a notable obituary that I've just been saving okay. because, I mean, uh, Jean Luigi, no, Jean Luigi Colalucci. At the age of 91, died last week in Rome. But the reason why I bring um, Mr. Colucci Colucci to your attention is that he led the cleaning of the Sistine Chapel. And when he did that, all of a sudden people realized, wow, Michelangelo painted in color. It was unbelievable. And he was the chief restorer at the Vatican for many years. And it took, just to remind people, maybe you've never taken the tour or done an online thing of the Sistine Chapel, but it took Michelangelo four years to create the Sistine Chapel ceiling frescoes and six more to paint his roiling, swirling last judgment on the altar wall. And almost immediately, both works were under assault, soot, smoke, and dust, and what was always a working chapel began to darken the once vivid colors And starting in 1565, after years of criticism that deemed the naked figures of the Last Judgment obscene, these draperies were painted over all the genitals. Okay. And in the five centuries since, the chapel just kept getting darker and the the artisans kept trying to use varnishes and glues, just making it even worse. But in 1980, Colalucci, a veteran Vatican conservator, and his team began the task of, and it was huge, of cleaning oh. and restoring the chapel. What happened in 1980 stunned the world. The colors were bold, clear and bright, apple green, startling blues, rosy peaches, gone were the somber, shadowy images. Michelangelo, it turned out, was a masterful, even revolutionary colorist and a virtuoso at fresco and a curator at the Metropolitan Museum of Art said it changed art history. All of a sudden, there was this new Michelangelo. So, anyway, he was born in Rome. He grew up there as a child. He played on the steps of the Piazza del Campidigliolo. And I don't know if I'm saying that right, which was designed by uh, Michelangelo. So, anyway, he uh, he felt like he'd been struck by lightning when they started working on it. Okay, why this is so funny, Lori, is what what is happening at the Mall of America? Colalucci? No, the the, Michelangelo life-size replication of the Sistine Chapel. Chapel. I can't figure out the dates. I was just looking it up, too. I feel like it's later in the summer. No, I think it's now. It's now. Oh, and through April 25th. I might have to go to this tomorrow. You have 10 days to go check it out. And, And do you know how long it took Colalucci and his team to restore it? Because, like, the first time I saw the Sistine Chapel was 1978, and I just vividly remember my oh. girlfriends and I complaining about that our necks hurt. From and we got up, out of okay, there as fast you're as possible. Hysterical. Okay, and so you're I... You're hysterical. I know, really, we were like, oh, another uh, church in a chapel. Yes. Where's the disco? You know, where are the cute boys? But um, and then, But it took them 14 years to restore it from 1980 to 1994 to bring forward the color and undo I saw the mess. It in 1991. 
So it would have been yeah. almost done, or parts yeah. of it might have been. It was beautiful. I remember the Vatican was like something I just beyond yeah. everywhere. The art, every just I thought that was like the coolest yeah. place. But this is something to go see because yes. the 19th, if this is going, if it's ending. Oh, it's extended through the 25th, so we've got a, okay. about 10 more days left at um, Mall of America to go see it. Mm-hmm. North Atrium. It might Atrium. be a great way to do it, because we went to Rome two, two summers ago. Right? It was, so it was not good. Yeah. I mean, I I had been there before, so I was into it, but my wife was like, this stinks. We just were herded like cattle. Right. You get in there, you're body to body. I mean, I, they obviously can't do that. COVID style. No, now, I know. But, right. But yeah, and then they yell at you for, you know, I mean, there's just, it's, it was a hassle. I mean, it's, it's beautiful, but it's funny because when we took your dad for his 80th birthday on yeah. the Mediterranean cruise, we did a quote unquote private tour of the Vatican, but you're still with other people sure. in the private still, tour. Yeah. And the private, but even there are other private groups going. Sure. Uh, so they were talking over each other. Kind of, and you've got the headset yep. and everything, but your dad had decided from the minute we landed. In Rome oh, at Fiorici Airport. Makes, whatever okay. it is, it's going to make me laugh. Okay. I know it. He started speaking in wonderfully oh. accented, broken English <laughs> with an Italian <laughs> uplift, adding a lot of A's to everything. That's why I speak in Mexico. <laughs> and he started walking with his hands clasped behind his back. Oh, like and a, I don't know like why. A, a museum observer? In Europe, you see a lot of older gentlemen. Saunter. They, they saunter with their hands behind yes. their back, and they're kind of looking around. Promenade. It's a very, it's Promenade. A very European yes. thing. So, okay. so And so sometimes this was an obstacle to moving. <laughs> and when we were in the Sistine Chapel, oh my God. where we were... It wasn't elbow double. It was pretty right. crowded, and there were other groups coming along, and we were moving forward. Your dad was sauntering like an old Italian yeah. gentleman with his hands behind his back. Oh, I can't imagine. And he kept getting jostled <laughs> and getting upset in the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> and finally, I just said, Ken, let's hold the hands while we go through sure. here. You know, because Casey was like, Dad, just walk normal. Right. Your dad's like, what? what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> no, I can hear him. No, I can hear so Rocco, funny. my dad, never learned Italian. <laughs> and his and his grandpa, you know, he my grandpa. Paisan. Manja. Manja. You know, words. a couple things. But, but he, you know, his dad was from Italy. Yeah. So my grandpa Duke. Yeah. And we never, he never learned it. And I just think, what a bummer. No, no. The whole time we were in Europe, <laughs> he spoke in broken. Because he also was having the, the relationship. The with the woman on the ship. Not affair, because she was single with her mother. But wasn't she a Russian lady? Was he Ukrainian. getting his accents? Ukrainian. No, 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 she was a Romanian doctor so he was getting his accents all probably mixed up yes he was as they were speaking the language of love and when she realized there wasn't another brother oh i said uh-huh. no just my husband and him uh-huh, and he has blue pills <laughs> all right listen when we come back it's our story we can't get enough of it's a news that shocked absolutely no one all right thanks for hanging out with us our story we can't get enough of of course is the story that absolutely shocked absolutely no one almost one month to the day after they staged their sticky reunion in the dominican republic over reports that a rod had been um doing more than just sliding into a reality stars dm uh j-lo and a rod She's got it. They've re- they've put their mouths together and released a statement, and they gave the exclusive to the Today Show this morning, Here which is interesting. Yes, 
For more than four years, they were the toast of the town. Global superstar Jennifer Lopez and former baseball slugger Alex Rodriguez quickly became one of Hollywood's hottest power couples. They stepped out together for the first time at the 2017 Met Gala. When Alex came into my life, it was like, oh, I found a partner who could really hang with me, and he wants to. He also wants to grow and evolve. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of pushing each other into our own second acts. Back then, A-Rod telling Hoda why they were such a good fit. We're yeah. both from New York. Yeah. We both come from Latino backgrounds. Yeah. We both have two kids. Yeah. And, and I think we've both been through a lot and can really appreciate each other, both the good and the challenges. A few years later, fans celebrated when the dynamic duo announced their engagement on Instagram. A-Rod popping the question with a huge diamond during a Bahamas vacation. Well, he's brought something to my life that I've never had before, which is kind of an unconditional support and love and kind of a, a matching of like twin souls. They planned two weddings, both originally scheduled for 2020, but the pandemic delayed those plans and ultimately ended them. Last month, reports were swirling that the couple had called it quits. At the time, they denied it, saying all the reports are inaccurate. We are working through some things. But this morning, J-Lo and A-Rod telling today exclusively, we have realized we are better as friends and look forward to remaining so. We will continue to work together and support each other on our shared businesses and projects. We wish the best for each other and one another's children. Out of respect for them, the only other comment we have to say is thank you to everyone who has sent kind words and support. Okay. She dodged another divorce. It's she a, did. In that way, COVID Literally. helped her because he's such a pudding head. Last night, before they made this official announcement together, yes. he did on Instagram, and I think he's taken it down. He did, first of all, he did a little montage, and there's a picture of he and J-Lo, just mm -hmm. the two of them. Then there's a picture of like... He and J-Lo and the kids laying down on the grass. I think that was in People magazine. Right. And then a couple pictures that you couldn't see who was in the photos, but you know it was her. And then right. they scanned over to, in the sand, J-Lo, Jennifer plus... In a heart shape. In a heart, plus Alex. Yes. In, a, in like where they got yeah. engaged. And over it was this song... Which just made me spit out my coffee between that and the I cheap, love this song, though. the cheap frames that he had the photos in. I was absolutely appalled at the. <laughs> he probably just bought them yesterday. Rocky, or Rocko played the song. Rocky, Rocky. played the song. <laughs> I like that song. I love that's, that song. That's fine, but do you not yeah. agree that is a? This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Happy song for a cheater, McCheater to, to flash play. the photos and like he knows he's getting broken up with. He knows the announcement's coming today, and, and it, so it makes last it night sound like he it wasn't his choice. It totally makes it but sound like we that. knew a month ago, but I don't think it was his choice. He cheated and he got caught. But he's trying to make it seem that song makes it seem like the person who's been dumped has been wronged. He is the. He had good reason to be dumped. No one feels for him, Lori. No, I no know. No one it. feels for him. I hope $20 she starts dating Lenny Kravitz. Oh, so Lenny Kravitz is making the movie with her right now. They're hot. Yeah. That'd be super fun. But she's got to get over her broken heart. Or maybe she just needs to date herself and be alone for a while. That's so much fun. You know, this is, she's keeping I her, love me. Remember yeah. when I was in love? I'm in love with me. That's right. Having no a relationship can, with you. I love me. She's keeping her... Her Options engagement open. ring. No, it's her fifth engagement ring, and she is keeping it. One point eight million yep. dollar. And I approve of ring. that. I approve of that. Uh, there, someone is trying to say. Uh, probably a Rod is trying to say that. Um, you know that the Timberwolves, that his, him buying the Timberwolves, was like the final signal to her that everything was over. No, the final signal to her. <laughs> That was over was the fact that he kept stepping out on her and mm-hmm. being sneaky about it. And mm-hmm. she realized how much he probably was sneaking around on her. But here's the disappointing thing for Minnesota. Hmm. If they would have been together, she would have been sitting at the stands in, at some of the Timberwolves games. Yeah, she doesn't need any crappy Timberwolf game to up <laughs> her glamour. Okay, she's plenty it glamorous. Fun for us, Lori. People are lining up. I can't us. imagine the DMs she's getting today oh. from the beautiful world of available men. At this point, I wouldn't even mind if ben she Affleck. dated Brad Brad Pitt or Ben Affleck. I just think she could have been in town. She hears about I know this low J. Yeah. She's like low J. Who's yeah. That? yeah, who's that? And hey, Rocco and the fact that they dropped this news on a Thursday morning to a morning news program, they want conversation about it. But she needed a month to get out of contracts. Remember, like a few days after they did those very horrible staged paparazzi photos in the Dominican about Republic. About him racing down there in a plane. To yeah, but he did the goalie gummy Instagram paid advertisements and she did nothing but pose with her hitching finger absently, mm-hmm. conspicuously absent. I mean, she's known and they just took some time to, you know, tell the kids and kids get and used get- to the fact that they're not going to be hanging out. But, um, you, you know, maybe they were be- they tried to be friends with benefits and she realized it's not even worth that because she doesn't like double condoms. Julia. <laughs> two years to build an empire, two years to crash it down. She dodged it. I'm telling They were you. together four years. I know. That was a long time. Oh, uh, all right. Well, another one bites I'm glad. the dust. I'm glad. For I'm so her. glad for her. So glad. All right. Listen, we come back. Oh, we're being joined by our uh, friend Jasmine Brett Stringer. And we're going to talk about uh, the Share the Mic uh, Foundation, which she started and is doing some cool things. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with 
with us. Oh, that's such a good song. That is a song. All right, we are welcoming Jasmine Brett Springer to our show. Hi, Jasmine. Hello, Jasmine. Hi, Lori. Hi, Julia. How are you today? We're good. How are you? We are good. We are good, and thank you for being with us. Excited to talk to you. It's been a while. It has been a while, but we go way back. I know we do. We go we I go feel back like, to, you know, I feel like I should be the honorary host because I'm a J, you know. Well, you, you Lori, are. Julie, and Jasmine. All right. Yeah, <laughs> you, that is so true. And we met you, Jasmine. You introduced yourself to us at Glamorama. Or was it Fox 9? Many years ago. Gosh, how long has it been since there's even been a Glamorama? A long, too long. A long time. But that's how we kind of met oh. you was like the fashion thing. And then we probably saw you at, at Fox, Fox 9 yeah. when we would sometimes you would be on Jason's show or we would be. And we've been kind of keeping up with you because uh, tell us about this, um, your foundation that you started basically, or it's really a social media campaign, Share the Mic. Right. I, I like to call it a movement, a um, but it is a social media campaign. We started as a social media campaign, and, and we have really evolved. Share the Mic Minnesota, which is really about amplifying the voices of black and brown women and the voices of, of those from marginalized communities in the state of Minnesota. Um when we talk about the problems of inequity and social justice um, and inclusion, no person, no racist experience is monolithic. So I, I bring, you know, a person that was a transplant to the Twin Cities, originally from the South, you know, from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I bring my background with me, which is different from someone else when we look at situations and when we really talk about healing and moving forward together and how we eradicate these terrible issues that we have in our state and country, we need to have as many voices and people at the table as possible. Agreed. Yeah. yeah that's I agreed. awesome. And, and that was really, you know, the, I mean, I, I know Julie and I looked at each other on Monday um, after, you know, we, we came into work and after the news about, um, you know, the Dante. killing of another black man, Dante White, the day before. And it's like, uh, processing, understanding it, hearing what other people have had to say, then also ha- it's it's it can be overwhelming. And you know, I know you guys, you've been doing something, and we'll talk about what you're doing tomorrow. But what what do, what advice can you give us as far as like, uh, let's say you're a white woman and you've got a black friend, and maybe you for some reason haven't talked specifically about how are you processing that? I mean, how do you start a conversation? You know, I will say that it is a hard conversation to have, um, but we should become um, comfortable with these uncomfortable topics. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing that we have to be willing to be uncomfortable. I remember um, last year and I actually felt like, Oh my goodness, is this a deja vu on um, Monday, because not only did we have Dante Wright's murder um, here in Minnesota, we had that juxtaposed with the footage of the lieutenant in Virginia who was pulled over by the cops and did everything 
quote unquote right, right. you know, hands out, mm-hmm. went to a lighted place. He's in his military unit uniform of service, and he says, "I'm afraid to get out the car because I don't want to put my hand down." And you think I'm, you know, reaching mm-hmm. for something? Right. And the cop replies, "You should be afraid, really. Like he is doing every single thing, every conversation that families have with their black sons, you know, with their black." male husband mm-hmm. he was doing the right thing and yet he had a terrible outcome it wasn't the worst outcome but a terrible outcome and mm-hmm. then last year when we had george floyd yeah. murder we had that just juxtaposed with the bird watcher in new york right. so this guy watching some birds saying <laughs> hey lady put your dog on a leash it's the rules yeah and she's like i'm calling the police so it's like what you know, what can we do because um, it's a, it can be a sense of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. And so what I would say for white women listening, white people listening, I have really appreciated my friends that have reached out and, you know, one checked in, which yeah. is, you know, just saying, I know there are no words, you know, I'm not going to try to, like, play the comparison game, but I right. just want you to know that I'm here, mm-hmm. I care for you. But then, two, if they... You know, say, Jasmine, if you would ever feel comfortable talking about your experience, you know, I would love to schedule a call with you. I'd love to sit with you Mm -hmm. and discuss it. I would love to sit with you and just hold space and share space for humanity. That's like a great thing to say. And, and, you know, when you're doing your event tomorrow, is, is that kind of what you're doing kind of on a larger scale, though? Yep, and and it's really meant to be, you know, larger but still an intimate size. Um, And we've been doing this through the Share the Mic Minnesota community. And whether it's, you know, the black and brown women that have shared their stories, their voices, their call to actions, their perspectives, or the, you know, non-black, mostly female, but some men have Mm -hmm. stepped up and said, I want to be an ally. And so really it's it's a place for us to come and, you know, lament, I, I, I've been thinking a lot about my grandmother this week. And I said, you know, my grandmother used to, like, when, it, when, when she was burdened, she would, like, moan and rock <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and cry out in weariness. And so, really, this is that safe space for people to say how they're feeling, for people to scream if they, you know, they want to mm-hmm. scream, to ask questions, to cry um, but you know, I'm an internal optimist and I, and, and, and the world is heavy, but I want to believe that we are on the cusp of great change. I always say there can't be, um, you got, you have to have these valley experiences. So I, I am inspired by, um, the people that are continuing to persevere and, I, I I hope we, you know, we just each one reach one, touch one and, and gain and someone become more committed to to the movement. Yeah. You know, um, so for people, if you want to get signed up for Share the Mic um, and tomorrow, providing a safe space to be heard. And it's moderated by you, Jasmine. Jasmine and it's tomorrow from yeah. 4 to 5 on Zoom. But we have a link on the yeah, Lorian. So instead of happy hour tomorrow, it's the healing hour. I love so it's that. The healing hour, not, it's the healing hour tomorrow. And then, too, for your listeners, 
black or white or whatever color, male or female, if you're interested in being an ally, if you're interested in, you know, supporting the work, please visit our website, Share the Mic Minnesota, or sharethemikemn.com, I should say, sharethemikemn.com. And, and tomorrow, so you can just sign up. It's it's Your link is um, posted on the Lori and Julia show page at mytalk um, com. Is this going to be, this is a Zoom, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it is a Zoom. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that, and thank you for all the work you're doing. And what kind, like, where have you guys, what has some of the things, like, share the mic taking over someone's social media account? Like, someone should, we try and stay on top of our social media, but, like, who have you guys done that, that with? Oh, we've done it with so many people. We have um, had um, 154 um, pairings. I'm so excited. Your friend and colleague, Jason Matheson, he's a super ally. He participated twice um, in the campaign. Um, We've had a bunch of local media people. We had a collaboration with the Women's Foundation, and we had senior leaders in our community, um, Reba Deminsky from the U.S. Bank Foundation. Um, we had Jean Crane from Brimmer Bank. So we've had a cross-sector of people step up and, yeah. and, and, and lend their platform for the day. That's, that's very cool. And I think, I think uh, you know, and do you do these uh, healing hours? Do you do them like once a month or what's the time? Right. Yeah, so, you know, we we try to do them once a month, um, and we over the summer we were doing a Courageous Conversation series, so it, it just depends on, on what the need is right. in the community. But we have the share, the, the mic shares, uh, the second and fourth Wednesday of the month, so we will be back next Wednesday with a mic share. Okay. Oh, awesome. And we do want you to share the mic with us mm-hmm. um, for sure. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna flush out a fun day yes. to bring some new voices to the airwaves. Yes, and Jasmine, um, it'll be the most probably organized show we've had in a year since Donnie Love left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, you I know, know actually, it, it, has a- it was nice, you know, connecting with Rocco today. But I I do and I used to enjoy it when Donnie would reach out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess yeah, it hasn't been a year yet, it but it's, it just feels like a year. It feels like it, seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really does. Um, so okay, so yeah, if people are interested in uh, joining uh, Jasmine. She's leading it at mm-hmm. the Healing Hours tomorrow. Open safe space for you to be. Ask whatever questions. Talk about your feelings. Whatever is going on. We've got the link. Um, on our show page uh, for Lori and Julia. And we just have to ask you, Jasmine, before we let you go, because we met through fashion, what is the pandemic fashion trend you're ready to say goodbye to, and what's your first hello going to be? Oh, the um, pandemic trend I'm ready to say goodbye to. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I have invested a lot in this, um, I'm, I'm ready for that athletic leisure theme to be kind of not the everyday apparel. <laughs> yes. Oh, we, I, had, I, had kinda, well, I like that one, though. Julia, if you came in to work with athletic wear like that every day, well, I, I wear would a cry. Scored over yeah, it. I know. I it. wear a scored over my leggings. How about? Uh, but what's the thing? I mean, for for Julia and I, I know our answer is going to be shoes. That's what we because I feel like we haven't gone out, we haven't worn cute shoes in so long. I know. I'm just ready. You know, I 
the month of December, I try to get properly dressed every day, but in the month of December, I was, like, wearing all my clothes. I'm like, I haven't been to a formal. I haven't been to a semi-formal. I've got dr- great dresses. I've got lots of sparkles. So I am, like, ready to get dressed up for, like, a true night on the town. Like, I want to do all the glam, yes. you know? <laughs> uh, we agree. We're with you on that one big time. Totally. Uh, check out um, uh, sh- hashtag share the... M- Mike MN Facebook Insta and Twitter and um, website sharethemikemn.com if you want to participate or support the campaign or learn more wonderful um, thank everything you is share the mic MN All thanks right. so Jasmine thank you, lady, so, oh, so nice to talk to you take care and we'll thank be talking you. to you soon alright Lorene when we come back we and are... just like that, Aiden is back. Oh, can't wait. Who doesn't know that that is the start of Sex in the City? I know. So I hope people still know it. Oh, Rocco, yeah, have so. you ever watched Sex in the City? Uh, maybe once or twice. I still need to watch the nipple episode. I know. My Season four. Episode. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person house to the gym to work out pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel episode six baby talk talk is cheap (laughs) that's the title of it i still have a script i I know you do we're gonna sell that one day are we yeah Yeah. we are pretty exciting with some nipples there we were there we're gonna sell it graphic proof that we with a couple pictures Mm -hmm. the direct you know Oh gosh, Kristen Davis f- was so appalled yeah. that we left before they actually. We just saw him do the rehearsal of that Took scene with so the long. nipples, and we had already been there for four hours. And, and I'm we're just, in Vegas, we're in um, New York for a weekend, and we're like, we yeah, can't Silver be. Cup it's, Studios. It's happy hour. Yeah, no, it was like ten o'clock at night. I know we were done. We, we had to go out. I know we were so done. <laughs> this is why we're not television and movie stars. These, yeah, it's not very exciting. You I mean, wait. You yeah. sit around and wait. It, if you have any type of a tick or ADD well, or we, anything, we were or thrilled to go out and it beverage. Was, it was four hours oh, we'd been there. So horrible. How many times they checked and the lighting? And we've been on standby since like noon and we oh, finally got the okay to go out there. Horrible. Like and I remember we drank way too many mojo- mojitos that night. Uh, Julia, that was me. We did it. That was you. That was and me. we had an interview at Oxygen Media. <laughs> The next day, in the wastebasket, Rocco threw up in a wastebasket during the middle of filming an interview. This really? is why I, I said, did the PR. Excuse me, and I turned and I puked in a wastebasket <laughs> just off camera. <laughs> Hilarious. It was in the Chelsea Flower Market. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Literally did that. Yep. And did it look like? No one saw. They, no, they cut it out. No, they didn't. no, we don't. No, it was. It was <laughs> they actually. Were, it was really, when the mojito phase was starting yeah. in the in the early in two thousand. Okay. And we just explained that we'd been at Silver Cup Studios with the Sex in the City people, and then went out, and they just they're I think, wound took it, up. They took it to mean that we went out with the Sex in the City. Yeah, so I think we so. got big leeway, Rocco. Oh, that's good. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so why did we play the Sex in the City music? Why are we reminiscing Sex in the City? The HBO. Um, uh, TV series, which is called And Just Like That, which is basically mm-hmm. picking up with all of the women except Samantha. Uh, basically, 20 years later, we didn't know uh, 
if like Aiden, would he be back? Because he basically was not on the last uh, two movies. Two, he wasn't in any of the, any movies, of the movies and he wasn't in the last season because, of course, Mr. Big came back. That's right. And when Carrie. Gar- and when Carrie ran into him yes. in like season five, he had a baby around his body. He was married to somebody else. And just like yes, that, we knew it was over. So he wasn't around. Anyway, he told uh, page six in an interview, he did not tell Kelly and uh, Ryan this because he was on their show this morning promoting Rebel, which airs uh, tonight. Um, but he told page six, I'm going to do the show. And he's it's very exciting. And he's going to be in quite a few I like all those people. They've been very nice to me. HBO declined to comment. And um, many people thought, you know, well, I would say the crowd was split. Should Carrie have ended up with with Aiden Aiden or Mr. Big? That was big, you know, a few years ago when people were like, ah, you know, why didn't they end up together? Mm -hmm. And so as for Mr. Big, Chris Noth had said he wouldn't be part of the reboot, but later hinted on social media he could have a role because he probably found out that each of the ladies were getting a million dollars per episode. episode. Yep. So what would Aiden, John Corbett, Chris Noth, Mr. Big, are they worth the same price? No. No, they're not the stars, but they'll get a lot. Yeah. They'll get a exactly. lot. Exactly. So um, anyway, and uh, so I'm glad that he was out making the rounds for Rebel and let us know that today because... I think oh. that show is in pre-production. I know. I'm so... I, that one makes me happy. Okay. And, and Rebel, watch that tonight, people. It's okay. a fun show. It is. Okay. Now, how do you feel about this? Um, this was in The Hollywood Reporter, uh, a dramatic series, TV series, chronicling the life of Audrey Hepburn is officially in development. Ooh. And the Good Wife writers are doing it. And Audrey Hepburn's son's... His, the one son wrote the script treatment, and it's going to all be her formative years, which I guess we could say is show business in the yes, 60s and 70s exactly. with all her Sabrina, yes. the nun story, Roman yes. Holiday, Tiff, Breakfast at Tiffany's, My Fair Lady, and so many more. So, yeah, um, this woman who is a writer and producer, she did The Good Wife. She also did The Underground Railroad. She wrote for The Leftovers. She is going. The Good to, Wife was the best writing. I so great. That was a great show. So, now that would be another one. I don't know if you have to have CBS All Access to get it. Aware that you can watch that again, but that was a great, yeah, I great don't know. series. Well, the show is going to be called uh, tentatively Audrey, okay. and we have no word on uh, who will star in it. But the treatment for the show was co-written by her son Luca Dodi. I as, love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And she really, her sweet years, Lori, were anywhere. Roman Holiday was 53. My Fair Lady kind of was, How to Steal a Million was 66. So those were kind of the sweet years. Yep. 50s yep. and 60s. And so she, fabulous. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. Uh, Entertain right, us. Right about Paramount Plus on Good, The Good Wife. That's the only way to watch That's it. The only way, that to watch the it? way to watch it. And is Paramount Plus, you got to pay for that. Yep. You can get it. I got like a one month trial, which was pretty cool. And I used it to watch the. Uh, There's March a lot Madness, on that Paramount Plus. Is there really? Yeah, there is. Decent. There is. Yeah. And, you know, Yellowstone is coming back. Do we have to have Paramount Plus? To watch I don't that? think so. If you've got the channel, oh for crying out loud! <laughs> Honestly, 
Um, how about nickel and dime must I know? Death. How about Pete Davidson to play Joey Ramone in the Netflix? Well, biopic? you're more. You guys are more the music and punk rocker people, but um, it's based on the memoir um, of Joey Ramone's brother. Mickey Lay, it was the book was in 2009. It's I Slept with Joey Ramona Family Memoir. Please, I feel like he would be good at this, he but I, I'm just looking at this. the side by side pictures, but I don't know anything about the Ramones. The Ramones just know that they were good. He he died and at 49. Is a punk <laughs> okay, he died at 49 yeah. following a battle with lymphoma. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. almost all the Ramones are dead. Are they really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I that think will be good. Left. Just the era of it, oh, and yeah. you know, oh, Lori, that that was your sweet spot. I, I got to tell you this real okay. quick. Danielle Staub of the Real Housewives of New Jersey is pushing a dating app for non-superficial people. <gasps> it is actually called S'more. I mean, she's the most gold digging she, she woman is, of all, and she's been engaged like twenty six times Something and never like married. So, I mean, married once, more than that, but right? But yeah, no I, one gets engaged more than her. So it's an app called S'more, like s'mores with even with the apostrophe, where your the faces are blurred until matches get to know each other. Oh, that's like the voice. It's I mean, like that game I, show. Too. I'm going to tell you something because literally <laughs> the the. <laughs> this, you know, that's fine. If you, maybe she's feeling she's not as pretty as she once was and she doesn't want to go on looks alone. She wants to work on clever dialogue. But really, you know, attractions, you can develop that, but it's a dumb. It's some more. Yes. Yeah, it's a bores to how I say it, schmores. Schmores. For non superficial people only. She's the most superficial person, person that we know. I know. That's, I mean, her face would probably come up on a Reddit sub thread about beware gold diggers. Yeah. It'd be Danielle Stobbs' face. Here comes some more. Anyway, check it out if you're if you're a non superficial person or be superficial and get on t- Tinder and Grinder. There you go. We'll be back.